army check-in session episode whatever the fuck this is is now in progress let's go how are you buddy i'm doing good man i'm kind of bummed that you've been banned from all commercial platforms for being donald trump it's kind of sad that they figured out who you were and and now you're banned from facebook they can't keep us down ike they can't keep us down (laughs) you know If, if i can't stream to the facebook page we're gonna go to youtube you know yeah screw it uh reddit yeah and then youtube's gonna ban you because the zuck will actually get in with youtube i'm gonna start streaming a parlor you know what (laughs) (laughs) this becomes an alt-right gamer podcast (laughs) we're like we but like we're 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 good people so we don't like take hard opinions we just don't rebuff (laughs) Like like people are typing horrible things in our comments and we're like Ooh, yeah, so how about God of War 3? <laughs> We're literally, literally just here because we can't serve to Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, I was doing uh, good. Yeah, I was I was banned from Facebook again for uh, like they didn't even give me a reason why. Like I just got I notified. I got notified that I can't. Um, so I'm on post block in my own Facebook group and Facebook page. So I can't stream to the, the, the page until next uh, Saturday. So hopefully, That's amazing. We can, hopefully we can go live next Saturday, but I I'm on, it. I'm on post block and, um, you know, let me make sure I'm, I'm recording. I'm pretty sure I'm recording. Yeah, I'm recording. Oh, um, guys, get down, dude. Oh my God. So persistent. So sassy. I'm sitting to where you can see me. And for some reason he's taking that in, as an invitation to like slam on top of my lap, <laughs> but he's, he's purring so loud. It'll get picked up on the pod. I love him. I love. Him. I know he's great, but yeah. He's great. So, Facebook is a cuck and uh, terrible. <laughs> I hate it. Facebook so much. is a cuck and fake news. <laughs> Facebook is cucks. No, it's Facebook. It's news for cucks. Is what it news is. News for cucks. From more like from Zuck. Cur- curated like by Zuck. Face news book of news cucks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Now I get banned. Um, so yeah, that's a yeah. thing. All right. When so, did you find all of this out? Like last night. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. This month yeah. is off to an awful start. It it could have been better, I think. You know, it could have been way better. Not, even like so capital stuff, and then uh I got COVID. So last podcast I like mentioned that I could have COVID. I found out yeah. the day after we recorded that I, yeah. I had COVID nineteen. And so I got to go on that fun little roller coaster ride of emotion of going, hmm, am I going to die? <laughs> How serious is this going to get? Yeah. I am slightly overweight. I have asthma. You know, this could go either direction. I've heard horror stories like my uh, my cousin um, had a like a hundred and four degree fever for like an mm-hmm. obscene amount of time, like two weeks, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I had, you have stories like that. That's like, this thing is, is hell. Of course you yeah. have the stories of people, you know, dying and getting super, super sick. And then you have yeah. people that are like, oh, it, 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 it's like a cold, you know, it came and it went, you know? So if it's super weird, like it feels like there's no consistency with the symptoms or like, yeah, uh, w- which types of people, I mean, I guess we have like a rough idea of like, generally if you're, if you're obviously if you're old. But like if you're also overweight or, you know, whatever, like those people tend to get hit harder with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So for, for whatever reason, I was not hit as as hard as as some people are. I mean, I'm, I'm younger, you know, so that I have that I have that going for me at least. Um, 
But in terms of like symptoms, it was not that bad for me. I would add two days where uh, it felt like I had a really bad head cold. It felt like so I'm yeah. a, I'm allergic to this stinker, my my cat. And uh, I'll, I'll usually get like one one day a month. I I pay for owning a cat. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I just feel like absolute misery for 24 hours, like snot dripping from every orifice, and uh, it's a bad time. And so it, it felt like any time you've come to stay at my house, generally if you stay <laughs> for like a weekend, by like Sunday, you look like a different person. Yeah. Your face is yeah. like a little bit more swollen, and your eyes are like shut, and yeah. you're like, time to drive home, and you just like leave. You stumble out of my house. The and energy like, well, is that's... being expelled from my bones visibly. Yeah. 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 So that's what's what... funny is that we were joking so much about you dying of COVID like the day <laughs> that means... before you found out you had it. And then rather than like pause for a moment of Jake might die of COVID, we just ramped the jokes up more because I think that's how we both deal <laughs> with stuff. That's process. Yeah. So yeah, like Jake and I both were like the first people to start making jokes about, well, oh, well, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I think most people like see me making jokes about that stuff and think that I'm not taking it seriously or that I'm like blowing this off. Yeah. Like, let me be absolutely clear. I am terrified of yeah, dying. For sure. I'm terrified of dying to COVID. This is just how I process and deflect and like right. work through yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah. And when someone processes things like that, the last thing you really need to do is like try to tone shift with them <laughs> yeah. and be like, no, but really, are you okay? Like, no, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not. That's why they're joking about it. <laughs> I'm Steve. scared. Yeah. That's they're horrified. Well, so joke with them. Like, and it, it it's still like it, it doesn't get less eerie seeing a post from someone online that's like positive in good spirits, and they'll post the thumbs yeah. up picture like I did jokingly, and uh, mm -hmm. and then you find out not 24 hours later they they died. They're dead. They're gone. Yeah. You know, and that's something that yeah. like. I'm I don't I'm never going to forget as long as I live like that's something that's so specific to the last year and COVID-19 and like mm -hmm. it's just eerie and scary for anyone you know like yeah it could be me could be you could be anybody don't really think yeah. about it but or anyway yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> I'm good I'm alive I'm coming out that's of it good. coming out yeah. of it yeah I can um, tell. Are you are you back to like bike riding and stuff? Or are you going to get that no, another week or so? No. So like that, that is one of the like residual like side effects. It's like I feel much better, but um, like I can just tell doing like like even just cleaning the apartment yesterday for like an hour. By the mm -hmm. end of that, I was like I was exhausted. My chest hurt. Um, oh, so dude. I, I can I can tell like it's going to be a minute before I'm, you know, and like it that sucks because I'm in a play like this entire month or basically since like Christmas. I've been in a place of like um, slipping from like where I was in like November with like mm -hmm. the holidays. You get like all the food and stuff. And then after the holidays, you're like, OK, I'm ready to like focus on on me again. Like it, it start hitting the bike, start, 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 you know, eating better, all that kind of stuff. And I just haven't been able to get, to get back to that spot because sure. I just keep getting hit with stuff. And so now I'm like, I'm. I'm in a spot where like I'm ready to again for, like refocus start start um working towards goals again and I freaking I can't because of of covid so sucks yeah now your lungs are a couple of beanbag chairs <laughs> correct yeah yeah
That sucks. Just a couple bowls of dipping dots in there, you know? Oh, oh no. Dipping. Yeah. yeah the, the sub zero yeah. sub zero <laughs> ice cream. Melty dipping dots for lunch. Love it. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, but again, no. but again, how are you? <laughs> Doing good. Um, I ran a apex tournament last night with a fellow dummy thick boy, Nate, which was pretty fun. It was a good, I've never run a tournament like that before. We paid, 25 bucks to enter this tournament. We're going to find out the results. I think Sunday we're recording this on Saturday. We'll get the results on Sunday. I don't know where, I don't know how we did. It's one of those you just like play and then send your results in and then hope to God that the person who threw the tournament isn't like a scheme, a schemer and just kept your money and isn't going to pay anything out. But it was fun. Uh, I've been playing a ton of apex this weekend. Like we just jumped off of a live stream where I played like two straight hours with you and max. Mm -hmm. So it's been fun. Um, how did, how does that, our, how does that tournament work? Is it, um, is it like the most amount of kills ac across the games that you played or is it highest like single kill count game? So it's best of best four games of an, an entire three hour stretch. So basically they're going to tally up the games that you had the most kills you ranked the highest or whichever comes first. And then there's a point system with, Kills being worth one point. I think a win is worth seven points and you just kind of like combine all of it and send it in. Gotcha. Which is cool. Yeah. And then we're doing another version of that on the 29th with a local eSport cafe. They're hosting it, but it's going to be online. So it's pretty cool. And then tomorrow I'm shoutcasting a Rocket League match with Carter. So it's been... Look at you. I've had a very gaming focused yeah. month of January. Yeah. Very competitive. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been fun though. It's been really cool. How do you, how do you feel like you guys did? I think we did. Okay. I think that, I think that we did. Okay. It's I, again, I didn't know, I don't know what everyone else did. So it's hard to compare. I mean, we had an average three or so hour game of apex and I think we're pretty decent. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's such a weird feeling because you submit the results and then you just got to wait. I have to feel like it's, it's as if you just ran a, um, this is a horrible comparison because this isn't an athletic event at all, but it's <laughs> like if you ran a solo social distance marathon and you just submit your time and find out what other people did yeah. and you just got to wait to find out how other homies did. So waiting on that, um, I've also through the month of January, I've been hitting, um, independent voiceover projects a lot. Yes. Uh, I've been doing about 10 auditions a day on a voices.com to catch some VO gigs. There have been a couple that I've really wanted that I got shortlisted for. Like one of them was a, it's like a Wells Fargo online UI tour thing for All like right. $2,000. Oh and God. I got shortlisted for it, but I didn't land it, Aww. which is sad, but it was encouraging because wow. out of 200 people wow. that applied, I got shortlisted. So I was like, okay, so my voice isn't grading. People don't hate hearing. Yeah. Me. It's not awful. It's just that they went with someone who, I mean, I guess Morgan Freeman must have applied for that one. <laughs> yeah, I gotta imagine if Wells, uh, yeah, if if if, uh, if Freeman is on any of these gigs, he's got, he's got it right. But there's there's some pretty beefy gigs on there. I've, I've auditioned for um, an anime, a video game. Yeah, you see, I mean, you can. There's you said there was like a there. JoJo script on one of them. There was a script, and and it was an unknown sort of like blind audition. And they used a scene from JoJo as a prompt and encouraged you to act very big. And it was an anime. I don't think that they they didn't let on what specific anime, but I was I was eighty percent sure it was a JoJo audition, and I did audition for it. I didn't land it though, which is sad. <laughs> 
you are would have been so me? rad to be on JoJo. Yeah. That would have been so sick. That would be sick. But uh, I've been doing um been doing a ton of voiceover stuff just through Fiverr and that combined. So it's been it's kept me busy. It's kept me really busy. You played any more control or fallen order mm-hmm. this week? No control. None whatsoever. Every time I've sat down to play control, it's been, it's been Apex. Someone's been online and I'm like, ooh, Apex, let's go. And then I play that's that fair. for a few hours and then I just jump off. But that's fair. That's a, I, that's understandable. You had a tournament coming up. I still up. love it so much. Yeah. Cool. So nothing other than Apex. What do you want to talk about this week, dude? Um So I have been playing <laughs> since I've had the last week to myself. I've been mm-hmm. uh I've been watching a lot of Clone Wars, been binging that still. That show again is getting really freaking good. Um, yeah, I I'm still with you on this show. Feels like it's made for for kids, and it's yeah. As a twenty mid twenties adult, it's kind of hard to like push through that sort of. It's a very good kids show, though. It's a really good like Saturday morning cartoon, you know. And so I'm kind of yeah. just trying to put myself in the same headspace of the kid mm-hmm. that I used to be when I used to sit down yeah. and watch like a thirty minute show, you know, every saturday morning and so it's um now that i've like jumped ahead to the last season and seen how good the show gets i think that has been enough to sort of push me through that sort of Mm. hump uh the initial hurdle of Mm -hmm. uh the kid show kid show vibe and it does like beyond i'd say after season four is when that show gets like really mm-hmm. good and you start getting some payoffs on some really good story arcs the lightsaber mm-hmm. fights are they get so good uh the yeah. whole like uh mall coming back you know like i remember it n- ha- before watching clone wars i was like they brought back mall mall's like a spider now what's happening mm-hmm. what are they doing with my boy you know <laughs> uh they handle it really well um the whole like mall returning and sending uh savage opress after him um it's 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 all really good and then his like revenge arc on obi-wan um basically like he survives by like just pure pure unbridled hatred for for obi-wan alone uh which is is so cool so that show that show is really good uh highly recommend um if you are mid 20 something push push over the the hump get over that it gets much better there's also the really cool dynamic of you get to see and it kind of brings a little bit more payoff to Mandalorian where mm. there's this scene where Ahsoka she can tell she she mentions how she knows what a, what happens when attachments take over mm-hmm. with a Jedi yeah. and she's clearly referring to Anakin. Yeah, I mean yeah. she's and this is someone who has watched the downfall of her master in that regard and I think that uh, the Clone Wars does a really good job of providing some filler in between all of the other pieces of now accepted Star Wars canon. So I just read, I read Tarkin, the novel about Admiral Tarkin. Yeah. And there's all of these little connections that Clone Wars kind of helps fill in. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's just so cool. I think that they did start off a little bit more silly and a little bit more light. Uh, and then I think you're dead on. After season four, it really starts to kind of get a, a tone of its own. And, and move into it, which I think is really cool. I want them to bring back the um, the old anime. I think it was called The Clone Wars, plural. That was the anime on Cartoon Network that was very much like a hand-drawn... Was that a show or was um, that a single movie? Because they, ha- they have the movie on Disney+. Plus. 
So this was a show. This was this was a show, and now it's no longer. I don't know that that one specifically is no, is any is canon anymore because it showed different it origins for like Anakin's lightsaber and stuff. But okay. it was such a cool, both stylistically and plotline yeah. wise, it was really cool. There was a whole arc on the Ark Troopers, and it was just oh, it was so good. It was it, so so it, good. But. It was a cool show. I remember that show vaguely. Hey, we haven't talked about it yet, but. Um, Star Wars is now no longer exclusive to EA. I posted this, <laughs> this in the Dummy Thick group. That was a good segue into, yeah. Dude. Dude, 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 dude. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, go ahead. We're going to get so many freaking weird Star Wars games again, man. It's going to be so good. <laughs> I, I want, I, I worry though that now Disney owns Star Wars, like the IP, mm-hmm. that there's still going to be a little bit more filtering than when LucasArts was in charge of it. Because under LucasArts, we got things like Star Wars Battlegrounds and like the weird big head pod racer Mario Kart knockoff. I mean, we got so many weird Star Wars games. I mean, I I want more of that, though. I mean, it seems like that's the direction we're already headed in with uh, the, the collab with Sims 4. I don't know if you saw that. We're like there. Yeah. The, the Batu stuff. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm all for that. I'm all for weirder and because like that was the concern with EA taking over Star Wars. It's like this is such a massive franchise and it seems um, I don't know. It sucks that one studio has like all mm-hmm. of the creative power for this like massive, massive property. Like they are limited. They have a ton of money, but they're still limited in scope by the amount of studios they have that can work on, you know, any, any project. So like, uh, yeah. So it's, it's good now that, uh, I guess apparently their contract or whatever has expired. I don't know all, all the details, but, uh, EA apparently does not have the exclusive rights to star Wars anymore. And that is any, Mm -hmm. every is such a good thing for, for star Wars fans. I think just in terms of broadening the scope of what we're going to get, we did get the cool battlefront, Battlefront is a good game, I would say at this point. Yeah, not not so much at launch. We got that, and then um, you got the Star Wars game that I have yet to play, still, which I, I really need to jump in. Oh, and go ahead and like, play it. People give EA a lot of shit for for Star Wars, but like really, like yes, they largely squandered the first like <laughs> four ish years of their contract mm-hmm. with like Battlefront, and like it was pretty much just Battlefront. And it's like, dude, you guys could do so much more. Um, yeah. They've really turned the ship around on Battlefront 2. And like anybody that still plays that game will tell you that like that game is in a really, really good place now. And then I think they Mm -hmm. should be praised for that. Uh, They've turned that game around. It's done a 180. It's really fun. Um, I guess the micro again, I don't play it, but uh, I guess like the microtransactions aren't aren't super awful in that game like they were at the start of it. I don't know if you recall that massive fiasco. Um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, with, with respawn doing fallen order and then with squadrons, uh, we don't talk about squadrons enough. And I know that you have like yeah. mixed feelings on it. it. It is a VR game. Uh, yeah. but I, I, I think anytime a studio, a massive studio, like, like EA, or I'm sorry, there are a, a, a publisher, anytime a publisher, uh, funds a project like that and the, and the game comes out and it's just a fully functional, complete video game that mm-hmm. it, it can be, is playable from start to finish. No bugs. It's just a complete thing that you can enjoy with like no gross microtransactions that that should be. Praised. It's a rarity now. It is. It is. And I, I, I think EA is in a, is in a place where like they are aware of their history. And so they're, they want to move away from that obviously. And so I, 
they're clearly in this place of like trying to win back some some goodwill f- from fans. I'm just saying all of that because I I'm not somebody that's going to sit on the on the side of like fuck EA <laughs> right sure. now, specifically in regards to to Star Wars. There's a, a ton of yeah. other reasons why you can say fuck EA, but uh, yeah, th- and there's also been reports that uh, Ubisoft is working on a Star Wars open world game. Now, there's not a lot of details on when it's going to be set or what part of the universe it's going to explore, but it's also working off of the Snowdrop engine, which is what use, is used on the Division, Division series. Two. And an open world Division looking Star Wars game, I cannot tell you how badly I want that. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would be you- so into that. Do you um because when I saw that this week, I read that and I was like, that sounds dope. Wait, I don't know that I want a Star Wars game that plays exactly like the Division 2, like a cover based third person shooter in a world like the, the Division. Is that something that you want? I mean, I don't view of, the division of, as open world, though, right? Like it, that's I, mean, I just it is. I just view it as stylistically it could look like the division. I don't think that it'll be a cover to cover. Sure, game, no, but I don't. I don't think it is because he he clarified later. But mm-hmm. I, I I just wanted to get your like a, initial thoughts on that. Um, Would I want like a division Star Wars game? I if it looked like what I think Star Wars thirteen thirteen was supposed to look like that sort of bounty hunter seedy underworld game, I think that could be kind of cool. I don't know that I would be in for a looter shooter Star Wars game, which I worry is what we're going to get. Um, I would be a little bit worried about that. Uh, I don't know. I would play it. I don't think I would really enjoy it, though. I just don't like those cover to cover games. They're a little bit too slow for me, I think. I, I really like the action packed. I can't picture cover to cover with a lightsaber, basically. You know, yeah, I yeah. want to be able to run in and well, I, slice yeah, and dice. I don't think it would be a, a Jedi game if it plays like. Mm hmm the division so I, I just looked up what other games use the snowdrop engine because like that's a question that i has like we haven't really seen this engine used in a lot of other contexts uh yeah. aside from the division and um, it looks the division looks great on a sure on a yeah. good computer it looks really good sure uh it was used for mario mario and rabbit's kingdom battle okay <laughs> did you know so that? now we know <laughs> now we know what it's gonna look like so- that's good that's very good <laughs> so there's some d- diversity there you know I just love how I'm looking at some images just from Snowdrop and I love how it works with lighting. And I think that that could be really cool in a Star Wars context. You know, it has a lot. It does God rays really well. Yeah. Like low, low light street conditions with sort of with city signs and headlights look really good. I mean, anything. The division had Christmas lights in it, for goodness sake. That looks really good. It has that nice soft glow to it. I think that could be cool. Um, I don't know, though. I mean. I think the division two particularly does a lot of things really well. I don't need those things to be redone with a star Wars skin over it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't need to have my back scratched in that way. I would really like a new, if they did a thing like star Wars galaxies, I don't know if you know anything is like an MMO that you could sort of carve your own path that it got, it got a little ruined because Jedi's were OP just as all get out. So everyone just became a Jedi, but the concept of it was pretty cool. It was an MMO in the Star Wars universe. It was just kind of this Star Wars MMO, which was really neat. Um, but things like that have been dead for a while. So I think it'd be neat to bring something like that to the table. Um, so the one of the lead guys did clarify in a like Q&A on their website that this is going to be nothing like previous projects that this studio has done. So I, I read that as like it's not going to be 
a division take on this, yeah. the Star Wars franchise, we, yeah. which is good. And then that led me to like, oh, so this could be. So, all right. We back up. <laughs> I am very sick of like the Ubisoft quote unquote formula. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, specifically in regards to like open world type games. Like I'm so tired sure. of these, like, you know, I mean, when you say Ubisoft formula, the things that most people think of are like unfogging the map, right? Like climbing towers to unfog maps, um, yeah. jumping off those towers into hay bells, like in Assassin's Creed. Um, Just Assassin's Creed. Ma- you're, you're picturing Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. Yeah. Massive, massive maps with like hundreds, thousands of like question marks and points of interest to go to. Um, games that are gen- by and large, I think, too way too long. Uh, if you've played mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Origin, or not not so much Origins, but like Odyssey, Valhalla, it's way too long, you know. And they're notorious for like setting up um, like level gates to where like mm-hmm. you have like a, an entire section where it's like you can't progress the story until you get to a certain level. Um, mm-hmm. Guilty of like all of that kind of stuff. I'm really to tired sort of artificially of, inflate the game. Yeah, you I'm know, really tired. You're, you're of, pumping the playtime up. I'm really tired of all of those sort of tropes to the sure. point where like I didn't even pick up Valhalla that last year because I was like, I just I don't want to spend 40, 50 hours of my time doing something that like I kind of already have an idea of like what that game is going to do for me. You know, mm-hmm. um, that said, I haven't done all of that stuff in a Star Wars universe. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I, that's that's the point. Yeah, we we say that we don't want that stuff until it looks like it's no, Mos yeah. Eisley or on Tatooine, and then we're going. Yeah, maybe oh, I do. Well, you know. well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm tired of Assassin's Creed, but maybe in Star Wars. You know, I'd totally be fine with that. I'm totally fine with a million points of interest on a map uh. of. <laughs> That's I don't know. Fine. I'm gonna hold my ground on that and say I don't know that I really am. Maybe not. Maybe I think not. that. I think that Star Wars Squadrons taught me something in that before Star- before Squadrons even came out, I said that I really wanted an Elite Dangerous, but Star Wars, right? And it got close to that, but it wasn't good enough to be something that pulled me away from Elite Dangerous by its own gameplay. And the fact that it was just Star Wars skinned got old after a little while. And it's still, no matter how Star Wars-y a game can be, if it's not a good game at its core, sure, yeah. I'll lose interest in it, yeah. you know? And I think that's what I worry about. If they make just Luke Skywalker Assassin's Creed, I, I worry that that'll be the situation where we get really excited about it for about a month and then we pull back because, again, the, th- the same things that make me bored about Assassin's Creed are still going to be there. So yeah. I'm, I'm encouraged by them saying that it's not a game that, like anything they've done before. So that could be neat. That that might be indicative of some sort of more open world MMO element. I hope that's the case. What what kind like what's your ideal Ubisoft Star Wars game? Oh man. I would really like a and I and I think I think if it was a specific character in an open world game, something like a if if Ghost of Tsushima is a little bit is different enough from Assassin's Creed, maybe something like that, or even something like a Miles Morales thing where it's it's not just the specific Assassin's Creed formula, 
It's a little bit different, but you have a huge map to explore. I think that could be kind of cool. But like, what, like, don't. Where would this game like? It has to be like Coruscant, right? Because like, if we're talking like open world games, mm-hmm. I feel like Tatooine wouldn't be that that interesting. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, and Tatooine of, wouldn't be interesting. A lot of Star it, Wars planets are, are are like very desolate. Like I'm yeah. just trying try like Hoth. Well, uh, the planets the planets are defined by one nature. It's you have the the tree planet, the forest planet, then you have the snow planet, then you have the desert planet. They don't know how to do like water planets, multi like Camino. They don't like, know how to do multi you know <laughs> ecosystem planets in Star Wars. It's got to be Coruscant, I guess and I think if you had Naboo, gets close to that where you have like underwater areas and then swamps and then like the palaces or whatever. So like that, that if could I could close. if I could storyboard the game, I think it would be really cool to but be sort of Gungans, a, you know. Yeah, no, we don't, don't want them. Keep those no. out. No. Yeah. Only if the game just lets me genocide the Gungans, and that's the entire premise of the game is that I get to kill all the Gungans. That please, fine. but <laughs> if I storyboarded the game, I think it would be neat to be a. I don't know, a random citizen or a sort of smuggler character just after the events of episode three revenge of the sith to where you kind of have this power struggle happening between the newly appointed emperor and the sort of turn of the guard between the clone troopers and the jedi going out that could give you the opportunity to interact with jedi who are on the run you could be contracted to hunt those jedi or you could kind of protect them as part of a start of the rebellion or something that sounds dope i think I think that would be really cool. And I think Coruscant would be a good place because you could kind of make that a cyberpunk 2077-esque That's what, city. Yeah, yeah. And that would just be the idea of having a, a, a subplot where you come into your house and there's like a youngling hiding there. Okay. And then as you discover this person, you hear a squadron of Republic troopers roll up and they're outside looking for him. And then you have to make the call of, do I straight murk these three Republic troopers or do I hide or do I report this youngling to him? That would yeah. be sick. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, that sounds dope. So that would be kind of I'm, I don't want another set. I, I get bored quickly now by the set predefined rules of, OK, we're now in the Clone Wars era where the droids are the bad guys and we're the good guys. I get tired of the, oh, well, it's the post-New Hope era where the Empire is still the bad guys and the Rebels are good guys. <laughs> I would really like that sort of power more, vacuum. More gray area that happens. in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. I would like the power vacuum in between episode three and four. That would be really cool. Okay, cool. I'm with you. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. I feel like it needs to be on Coruscant, but uh, I guess, I mean, it could be an entirely new planet that we have seen before, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited by the possibilities with this, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it 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 seems likely too that this isn't going to be the last reveal or the last like game announcement that uh, is is in the works. Um, oh no. With Star Wars, it seems like with the rebranding from Lucas Arts to Lucas Film Games, mm-hmm. uh, they're 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 clearly gearing up for like the next push of of the, yeah. of those games. They announced also a. Uh, a Indiana Jones game with the with the Wolfenstein devs, which go off. I love it. I think that that's the coolest was, thing ever. My first reaction was like Indiana Jones, but Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know. I think that could be really fun. Uh, yeah, it could the be Wolf- sick. I hope it'll be kind of a fast paced game 
I don't know if it's going to be a Uncharted game because the Wolfenstein dudes don't make Uncharted. That's not Naughty Dog. It's not a Naughty Dog company. So I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Feel I don't that, know what to expect now. It doesn't feel that far off, though. I don't know. I, just from mm-hmm. the the basis that this is a studio that's known for making really exceptional Nazi killing games. Yeah, um, it seems right up their alley. And if there's one thing Indiana Jones does well, it's kill Nazis. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah i am i'm i'm excited for for all of that uh th- mm-hmm. this is all really far off like we're, we're talking at least probably two years before we see any of these projects but well and we've already agreed that 2021 is going to be a crapshoot on what actually comes out on its release sure. date this year sure. which is going to be they've already pushed my freaking dune movie back to october oh, of this year which i'm so oh, yeah, mad no, about I, I saw that yeah that sucks dude Ugh. dude the more i read that book the more excited i get for the movie it's so good <laughs> it I, is I have, really good i have my copy of dune literally like right here on my desk so <laughs> i didn't ever finish it dude i'm like i still have it back there too i uh, like three-fourths of the way fin- uh mm-hmm. through it and then I'm, I'm so bad about doing that with books for like i'll read almost all of it and then i'll yeah switch to something else or i'll just get burned out on it and just you know the dune um So there's an 80s version of the Dune movie that's on HBO Max right now. And I highly recommend you watch it because it's really funny because so Dune obviously influenced the Star Wars films, Mm -hmm. but the the first Star Wars film came out before the Dune film. So then the Dune film is going to borrow some elements of the Star Star Wars Wars film. And it's just this weird mix of (laughs) you can tell they were really ambitious to use some CGI but it looks awful. <laughs> but some of the practical effects look so rad. It's I, I recommend I everyone watch. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone watch the original Dune movie from the 80s before you watch the new one for sure. Okay. It's, it is a marathon. It's two and a half hours and it's bad. But watch it. It's really <laughs> I, I like I like it because it's just so weird. It, it is so it's such a weird movie. It's as weird as the book is. And the book is is really weird. So. You need to watch I'm, it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you got me sold. I'm, 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 I'm going to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hesitating, Ike, because I'm so tired of talking about, about cyberpunk. Um, yes. I'm exhausted by the conversation, um, but we did get more news last night. Mm-hmm. Our boy Jason Schreier uh, dropped a bomb on on the tweeter. Yes, he did. Uh, was that so, his article or was he just sharing it? That was his article that he okay. posted last night is like his big expose into like what happened in the yeah. development cycle of cyberpunk. He interviewed uh, tw- over 20 something uh, devs on that project that all spoke about it at length. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone go and read that post. Um, mm-hmm. The main takeaway from it is that I got from it at least um, development didn't actually start on this game until 2016. Right. Which yeah. is uh, not because it was announced in 2012, mm-hmm. you know. So in our minds, uh, it has been in semi-development since 2013, right. 2014, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. And I, I guess that makes sense because they dropped The Witcher 3. And that was a 2000. Was that a t- 2014 or 2015 game? Uh, 14. Yeah, so that dropped in... I just butchered the spelling of the Witcher 
on accident. I know no, it was 2015. I just looked it up. It was 2015. Yeah, so it was spring 2015. And then they had the, the two expansions. What was the last one? Blood and Wine. Uh, and then that dropped uh, spring 2016. So, I mean, that mm-hmm. that would make sense then. That development didn't actually really start on Cyberpunk until the uh, until that came out. Yeah. What what jumped out to me in the article was that apparently the gameplay walkthrough that happened in 2018 at E3 was just fake. All, like, they 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 didn't have it, and they just basically spent months and months developing this faked demo so they could show off things that weren't even included in the actual game. That blew me away dude i mean that's absolutely right that's a pretty common practice though with like those e3 demos like almost none of them then where's the credibility then what's what's the point (laughs) of even doing that if there's no like i'm just gonna have footage of the e3 up forget though that like e3 initially was not for us right like it's for investors it's for like that whole that whole scene so like their their main goal is to get people to fund what they're doing in their project you know um so yeah if if they can release a highly curated like uh high concept version of what they want to make and investors like yo that's that's sick i'm gonna fund that like that's their goal and then if they can make something that like uh, gets close to what that that uh, <laughs> like initial version was then like in their mind that's all for it but that said e3 is like changed now and like with the internet <laughs> and, like yeah how many eyes we have on all of this stuff like um it just it it looks like you have more to lose than you do to gain case in point this cyberpunk to where when you have this really cool walkthrough for 48 minutes and then in practice, there's things that I'm even noticing in here that are not at all how the game played out in practice. It's, yeah. it's really frustrating, actually. <laughs> oh, f- man. I'm skimming through the article. There was a couple of things that I wanted to point out. And then there's this quote here. Um, it was to the point where teams and developers were saying they expected the game to be ready in 2022. And developers were making memes with each other about the game getting delayed, making bets on how it would happen. The developers were making jokes that it wasn't even going to it wasn't going to come out in in 2019. Yeah. Oh, and here's this. Okay, people who brought the old console versions, people who bought the old console versions would receive free upgrades when the new ones were available. So they wanted to do this double dip thing where they could release before the new consoles come out, get sales from that and then release on a new console and get sales from that. And when people were concerned about the capability on old consoles, management dismissed their concerns, however, citing their success in pulling off the Witcher three. <laughs> like we, we made Witcher. We'll figure it out. We'll and figure then it out. They, we'll, they did not. We'll employ the, some the good old hubris, fashioned FIO. Yeah. The hubris behind that is unreal. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. So there's a ton in here on, uh, you know, like obviously a, a ton of crunch people crunching up to 13 hours a day, five, six days a week. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what, what more do you say about this? Like, <laughs> like they, they knew, you know. Oh, they, they for knew. sure knew, and I can even say that it was, it's, 
it was a hard call to continue developing the game through COVID and through 2020 when people got it. It looked like they were very siloed and everyone was kind of on their own little island working on it under the best circumstances. But once COVID hit and everyone just got sent home to work on this thing completely separate from one another, that's unreal. That's insanely sure. hard. And, and uh, not also like taking into account that their team grew from uh the what's your three it said there was like something 200 something people on that project mm-hmm. to uh like over 500 or something so they added a, a ton of people too uh but compared to other studios that's also not that much you know, right like you're you're talking about like most triple a games have thousands of people that are working yeah. on a project at a time sometimes multiple like studios even um keep in mind this is this is one studio in poland with f- like 500 something people and they're all working remotely and you know yeah. so i don't know that 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 came across as like an excuse but <laughs> i mean i, th- I, I like, what I, i'm I saying think- is it they had the excuse to delay it further and they didn't they right, clearly yeah. wanted to get that double dip and they were set on getting a release on previous gen consoles before the new consoles came out they really wanted that and they didn't even get that that's what's so funny is that it, they didn't even get to satisfy that goal what they did is release in this weird off season of late december where consoles were already out people were getting it on the new console and the old console and it only highlighted the problems with the old consoles even more right it was just it did not go none None of their plans went well for them <laughs> like, at all. And that's what's so funny is it was just so abysmal. All they all they had to do is be transparent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Like all of their issues, like it could have all been mitigated with just honesty. And like th- this is where the state of the game is at. And but because they didn't do that and because they were like intentionally deceptive about the state of the game on console, it it put them in the water that they're currently in. You know, yeah. and so again, like that's why, I, like I don't, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy, I guess, for uh, for this guy, and he's been, uh, what's his name, on a dry Kerwinsky, closed out of the article. Yeah, he's apologized twice now. He posted like a big apology, five minute, six minute long apology on YouTube, and like, ah, all, all here's of- the thing though. The apology doesn't have a lot of weight with me knowing that this guy's a billionaire now. And it's also, I feel like mostly for investors, like, sure. Yeah. (laughs) This is, is not, this is not for well wishes from the gaming community. This is just for the, the investment team. Oh, and their stock rose 6% after his video, but I, that pissed me off. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. I don't know. I just the only people that I've ever felt bad through this whole thing is the dev team that was clearly ignored. And those are the people that I still feel bad for. Yeah. I hope they get paid capital P A I D for these like overtime hours that they're clearly having to do. I, I just I don't know. It sucks to know that these people like apparently marriages were broken up. Families were divided making this game. And it didn't even get the reception that warrant. Nothing warrants that, but it didn't even get a reception that anyone could say at the end of the day, it was worth anything like because it just it flopped. There's no (laughs) PlayStation took it off of the store (laughs) in a time where a digital purchase of a game made the most sense that it ever has. Yeah. During the Christmas season, during a pandemic where no one wants to go to the store. They took it off. 
that that's just you with, don't with, do with that. no like we i don't even know what the criteria are to get this game back on, on the playstation right. store like is it gonna go back is it it's not up yet is it no it's not so is it going to go up after the January patch that's supposed to be like a we'll sort see. of... We'll see, I guess. Yeah, huh? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm excited to see what this game looks like late this year, late 2021, because I think it's going to be completely different. Or at least I hope it is. But now I, they're having to delay... I would think that all of the expansions that were slotted or at least storyboarded right now, they're having to delay all of that just to make the game playable. And that's unreal to me. Yeah, probably. I, I would think, yeah, I don't think we're going to see expansions for this game until 2022. Like, I, I feel like if anything, the, the remainder of this year, well, the, the remainder, we're in January. The rest of this year is going to just be yeah. towards improving the game and getting it runnable on on console. I uh, think that what we're in store for this year is I'm looking at my day one purchase of Cyberpunk as a alpha access to a game honestly and i'm not i'm not saying that to excuse it i'm just that's how i'm looking at it because i'm expecting the game to be very different and again you'll never hear me on this podcast rooting against the success of a game because i know people like it i know people are working hard on it i want the game to be good i'm i selfishly want the game to be good eventually but i think right now i'm just having to look at it as okay for better or worse this is alpha stage access this is beta access We'll see where it goes from here. I don't know if I'm just exhausted by like the discourse and that sort of um, hampered my, I guess, I mean, it probably has my excitement for what's coming Mm -hmm. in regards to the game. Um, Or if it's just like, I, I genuinely don't think it was as mind blowing as, uh, as, as like, even with it running semi well on PC, like there mm-hmm. are some people that are, are super on this game and like they really enjoyed it for what it was. I don't know if I'm, I'm just not one of those people, I guess. Like it, it was an enjoyable experience for sure, but it's not it wasn't as enjoyable as The Witcher. Like mm-hmm. it had a lot of issues and uh, I think a lot of like the core gameplay systems didn't really work out that well. You know, so like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how excited I am for more cyberpunk or just to get more added on like i'll i'm sure i'll play it but like Mm -hmm. like the stealth borderline busted you know like i i don't enjoy any of that stuff Mm -hmm. um driving was not great you know so i don't know like i'll 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 play it when it comes out i guess um I don't know. I, I am in a spot now where I'm just exhausted by, yeah. <laughs> by I'm ready to be done talking about, about cyberpunk well, for were, the foreseeable future. Yeah. And there were things in it that there were things in it that games like fallout new Vegas had that to me, I don't feel, and I might've said this before on the pod, but I don't feel unrealistic and expecting a game that came out in 2020 to not only incorporate the best of other games like Fallout New Vegas, that that makes sense to me, like a, a wider variety of side missions and gang affiliations that are optional and a better subplot to pursue in different areas. Yeah. That's all things that Fallout had really well. And I didn't feel unrealistic to expect a game like cyberpunk to have those things. And it just didn't, it felt really shallow. And I think that's what busted me up is that I was excited looking for a deep rich world in the cyberpunk genre that I could explore. Mm. And I'm, I probably 
this is me. I probably would have been the most lenient and easily pleased with this. And it still kind of felt flat. And that sucks. I hate that. Like, I really wanted it to have the depth of something like New Vegas. And it just didn't, man. It, it just, does. It does feel like a project that was too large in scope and maybe too ambitious and like mm-hmm. there there wasn't and this is a problem that a lot of independent studios have because they don't have um an external party sort of like reigning their in their vision somewhat like they can just yeah. let their own vision sort of run wild you know yeah uh, and that is a problem that a lot of like big and independent studios have yeah. um it does feel like that that kind of game where it's like, mm-hmm. man, if this was like a little bit more refined and maybe it lost some of the stuff that like didn't work that well mm-hmm. anyway, maybe if you just focused on certain other you know aspects and making that like really shine, uh, yeah. this, this would have been a better experience. But yeah, I'll take a deeper, a deeper game to explore over a wide sort of just flat area to play around in. And I think that cyberpunk has given me a beautifully designed flat area in, (laughs) in night city. Like there's a lot to look at, but in terms of getting me invested in the world, I still feel like I'm kind of a tourist in it. And I've said that before. So, yep, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, Tough, tough cookies. All right. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Oh man. Before we get out of here. Oh, coming up, I'm going to keep playing uh, freaking Apex more. I've been playing that and Doom, and that's basically been it. I've been playing around with uh, playing some Ghost Recon some more because I just enjoy the tacticalness of that. Speaking of Ubisoft games and the need to clear the map, that's very much that Ghost, game. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. The I don't know why I was thinking of like Ghost Recon, like those old... No, this uh, is Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah, yeah this okay. is this is Wildlands. I still have uh, Deus Ex Mankind uninstalled. I need to install it and start playing that because it looks really good. Um, but yeah, I think you've you've told like everyone on our Discord to get it, and most people on Discord have gotten it. So <laughs> I think it's I'm seeing like on my friends list on Steam, like everyone I know now has this game. So it's funny. No, it's yeah, it's super fun. It's a very like t- talking about stealth and cyberpunk not being not being that good that is one area where uh mm-hmm. Ex uh exceeds it's it's very it's very good yeah for sure go for check sure. it out um yeah, man. yeah so the last week we can talk about clone wars i've been playing a lot of gears tactics um which is, i guess that's like really the only thing i've been playing gears tactics is is, is really good I, I don't play a whole lot of tactics types uh of tactics type games mm-hmm. um my, like the extent of my knowledge about that genre is like halo wars <laughs> right <laughs> like way back and that was only because like i only got through that game i hated it i didn't like it i did not yeah. didn't 16 year old me did not enjoy that game but mm-hmm. i got through it because i loved halo and i wanted to see the cutscenes because the cutscenes were really really good <laughs> and so i got through halo War. i don't think i played halo wars 2 uh so it was just that first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked up gears tactics just because like I'm, I'm in a place where like, I'm t- really tired of those like open world type games. And I want to try something else that I haven't really tried before. Sure. And so I have game pass and I was just browsing. Through. I was like, oh, let's try this out. It's, it's, it's very enjoyable. It's, um, it's really hard. I get frustrated because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like a game of chess. And if you make the wrong move, yeah. like you're, you're fucked. And I also hate you're done. the, uh, 
it's, it's frustrating. Like the, the randomness is also really frustrating. Like mm-hmm. being told that you have like a 68% chance to like hit this target, whatever, you know, and then you don't yeah. get it or you even like 80, 90% even, and you don't hit the target. You're like, dude, I had a 90% <laughs> chance to like land my shot and this bitch didn't like, that's just, frustrating you know like it's yeah. not reliant on like skill as far as like right. aiming and shooting at all it's all chance type thing and like where you position your your players on the board type thing yep um, yep i could weirdly see you getting really into things like this and stuff like civ 5 and everything i could this is that that feels that feels right to me i could see that honestly it feels like a good entry point from what i can tell to to the genre like it's not yeah it's not so punishing that it, it like it, it doesn't that it makes me want to like get away from the series forever but mm-hmm. uh, i i could see myself going to uh oh what's that other tactics series why can't I, i'm blanking on it with the aliens you know oh, what i'm talking uh, about totally blanking on it uh, I'm sure if you're listening, you is know, it XCOM? You know I'm talking about XCOM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I I could see myself going to something like that and trying that out after this. Uh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. All right. Well, it was good seeing you, man. Um, it's good seeing you too, dude. I won't I won't see you again for the next week, and we'll 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 talk again Saturday. Sounds good, man. All right. Bye. That sounded so sad. <laughs> we end on a on a lighter note. <laughs> I'm still recording, but you, you like you acted like you were just prepping for your Corona like round I'm gonna two. I'm going to go fucking die. Yeah. You're like, right. hey, man, it's been really good to spend this time with you. I don't know how to end this. I show, value man. what we have. And I, I just you. wanted you to know that I left some cookies in the fridge for you. I left some cookies for my sweet boy, some some delicious cookies and milky for my sweet boy. And they're in there. So when I die, you're coughing as I'm <laughs> So when I, so when I die, get the cookies and milk in the fridge. So anyway, let's goodbye. go play some Apex. Let's go play some Apex. Jeez. <laughs> All right, bye. No, don't end.